Hey everyone, quick announcement. Each week I try to bring you an episode to the show that offers something for everyone. It might be a training tip, insight into a world or, or national champion's life and how they got to where they are, or it might just be talking sports, the shooting sports in particular, uh, for entertainment purposes. At the bottom of each of my episodes, you will find a Koji link to my website where you can find sponsors, links to guests, things of that nature. Currently, there are three sponsors, Laser App, Gun Butter Lubrication, and now Aim Size Products. I will be putting out um, a specific episode about Aim Size and their products. But by using the links provided, you indirectly support the podcast without any additional cost to you. As a matter of fact, you typically save money by following those links. They'll give you a discount and then they'll send a little bit my way just to kind of help with the podcast. The discount link for Hoist is included. However, I don't, I don't get anything from Hoist, but I believe in their product and I feel it's a hydration product for you, which I highly recommend, especially shooting matches in the summertime where it's hot and humid. Now, if you don't use any of the products listed, there is still a way to support the podcast by using the tip button on the Koji link. It surely isn't required. None of this is required, but it is greatly appreciated. I'm trying to make the podcast as professional as possible, which does take time, a lot of time, and money. You can use the link to email me as well, whether you have suggestions for guests or whatever, comments, feedback. Regardless of whether you use a sponsor link or not, I still hope you enjoy the show. Please like it, share it, and give it a five-star rating if you're so inclined. Thanks. Awesome. Good job, Skyler. Yeah, good job, Skyler. Wherever you As are. a matter of fact, you know what? Good for him. He won B class. Oh, he did. He did. How much? How much yep. by? Um, yeah, the real let, the, the real well, money getter at nationals is the build drill challenge. So um, yeah. maybe we should all train for that. <laughs> He won B class by 50 points. Number 128 was second B. Oh, wow. Who won the build drill this year? Was that Billy? Yeah, yep. Billy Barton. Same score as Isaac had last year. Every time and, that dude's beard gets longer, his splits get faster. Have you noticed that? It happens. It, it does happen. Maybe I should try that. Um, so, and, <laughs> and Billy Barton uh, ended up well, he had a clean he had a clean 123 in the qualifying, but then when he went up against Isaac, he had the same uh, he had one alpha in the upper A zone and then five in the lower A zone. Oh and, wow. Uh, and that was what Isaac had last year. Um, and that's yep. off the draw. And it was we were talking about this on uh, different times, but the first shot went in the upper A zone and then um, and then the next five were in the lower. What do you do that in? One point two three. Oh wait, in the in I think the qualifying run that he put down was a one one point two three. And then in the against Isaac, I think he did a one twenty seven. Damn. Yeah. That dude, I remember when I did my first area six, that that guy's splits were insane. Like I don't know how he uh I don't know how the hell he sees the dot that fast. That's out of this world. And I mean, he'll do it yeah. at like 15 yards. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't care. It's just like, pop it. 
his presentation. I mean, he must, he, he's must've done it 10 does tens of thousands of times to just be that automatic, you know, more than likely. I know he's a, he's a tactical guy and he likes to train the tactical stuff. So I wonder how much he did do. I might ask him, how much did you do the build drill this year? I think he trained it a bit. I mean, I'm speaking for him, but I think he trained it a decent amount. I'd have to reach out and ask him. Um, but he's got like out. a cold, like one cold 1.6 all the time, and then pretty easy 1.4s. Yeah, um, that's crazy. So let me, I, let me good ask, for him. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you so mind you if get, I ask? Sorry, well, go ahead. No, go so, ahead. So, at this match, and I think they're going to do it at Nationals too. Winner got um, winner of the Bill Drill Challenge got three thousand dollars from Colt, and then you get the prize money uh, from from the entries, which I think in this case was like twelve hundred. Damn. And then That's you get a whole bad. bunch of other prizes, so you get like I don't know forty five hundred dollars worth of stuff. Wow! Um, and then the winner of Nationals gets a i don't know you get like a sig 320 off the prize table that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so christian, like so christian got probably, something he didn't need <laughs> i feel like there's other things that come in place after that like it might not be immediate but i feel like there's a no no I, you just won nationals would you like to go to disneyland <laughs> yeah like no no i'm 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 um i will not be training build drills at all um maybe a little bit but the yeah the, i'd rather i'd rather win nationals than the build drill challenge but um but yeah, congratulations you. Five grand for you have a blueberry farm <laughs> wait what's that what do you need five grand for you have a blueberry farm <laughs> what was I'm the question saying. you were going to ask earlier rob so originally um we had talked about nationals. I, the reason that we had started talking initially was because you picked up my comment. I was like, I have a legit plan for nationals because of how big it's getting. Um, and if you don't mind, I don't know, like how, if you want to still talk about that, do you want to still talk about that? Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So um, I didn't even try to get in this year. Right. But because I'm in grad school and I want to focus on getting my 4.0 and all that stuff. But I actually talked to a lot of people. Uh, Matt Chua was one of them. He's a high level GM. Yeah. Um, he might think he's not, but he is. Uh, he's a high level GM. And I talked to Pat Callahan, um, who just made GM not too long ago. Solid shooter too. Both those guys did not get into nationals. Um, and these are dudes who like this sport like revolves around their life right especially pats like mm. he makes his living teaching people how to shoot um so when they didn't get in it's like what the hell so you started looking more and chu and i ended up having a conversation apparently like you know it's getting so popular more and more sponsor slots and everything else like that so by the time i think i think by the time it opened up to the general public like not even if you had like a slot or something from last year i think there was like a hundred slots left open that was it i think so which, I mean, for a national level match, that shit's going to fill up in like two seconds. Um, they, I might. And crash the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, like, I, I didn't even try, so I didn't even know that was a thing. But 
it's getting so popular. And I mean, Phil Strader, even at 2022, was like, we knew we had something really special when we made this, and this has become the most popular nationals. Like, okay, yeah, like it is. Um, and USPSA, BOD, in my opinion, needs to recognize that and understand that this match, you need to expand it. It's gotten too big for that. It's gotten too big for just a three-day weekend. Um, and realistically, it's more than that. And we're at a point now where, okay, you got 500 slots and 100 of them are filling up in however many seconds. I think there was actually 485 people at the match. Um, well, there were, there were 500 mm-hmm. and then there were some DQs and stuff like that. But um, yeah. 500 shot the match. Yeah. That's, there, that's there were 511 registered. 11 did not show up. And then there were like 15 or 16 <laughs> DQs. So, Who didn't show up? Can we look at those people? Can we publicly shame them for not I, showing yes, up? Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there were 18 DQs. So 481 finished. The DQs are DQs. I mean, that was going to, my buddy ah. DQ'd, and I felt horrible for him because was, this was his first nationals. Um, he knew what he did, though. He knew what he did, um, and he was mature, and he was an adult about it. And then he went and got Dairy Queen. Um, we got but, Dairy Queen, but not because we DQ'd. We just wanted to get an ice cream cake and then eat it at the <laughs> and, and action. Go ahead. No, 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 you. Well, what I was going to say, I forgot the other thing was, there were some people who never who did not finish the match, too. So there were some more on top of that. So you end up getting down to, like, we'll say 475, roughly that actually completed the match but but there were still 11 people who did not show up that is correct and if i remember correctly um brian conley had jake martins on his podcast and i think he said there were 725 or something like that that were actually tried to get into the match that's how many people were on the wait list over 200 yeah 725 just on the wait list i I think it no. might have been 200, but okay. which so on the wait list 725 total. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah. yeah, so there were still 200 some odd people on the wait list. Yep. So and the other matches, um, Iron Sights is still not full. Nope. So so what's so what do you think, Rob? I mean, is it is it a uh, five day match? Or is it a four-day match? If my it's it's a it's it's a week long. Okay. And the reason I say this is because realistically, if you have 725 people, if you have those people that actually wanted to go and were willing to be put on the wait list, because you can't even account for the fact that there was a lot more people out there going, oh well, I'm gonna be on the wait list, so I might as well not even sign up. Um, the people who were on the wait list were the people that, you know, sometimes People throw in a dollar at the poker table. Sometimes people don't. You saw who those people were. Um, they need to split this up more so. And if they want to, this this part of goes into they need to treat it like a bigger sport than it is. It's not a three-day weekend anymore. It's not a three-day event. It is a huge event. Um, and considering the amount of people that they get to come out, like 2022, I know Grey Guns was there. Those guys took time out of their schedules to come by and do what they needed to do. Henning was there. Leif was there. Brian was there. Uh, Beretta was there. If you make it a bigger event, more companies will come. Um, Because, you know, they can always write tax write-offs and all that crap. And um, 
you know, they have whole Beretta's got whole marketing division and everything set up. And I imagine there are other companies that would want to show up and do their thing. Uh, it needs to be a week long event. And the reason I say that is this twofold. Um, one, the staff. Most of your staff that are there are in positions where they can take any amount of time off from work, no matter what, or they're retired. So if you're worried about getting people to staff the match, I don't think that's an issue. Now, I will say this. It might be an issue trying to get people to shoot a match and then staff six days worth of events. Six days worth of USPSA is a lot of USPSA. I don't know how you would handle that on that front. I guess it would be up to a question of, are you willing to staff a match for three days? You know, if somebody um, wants to do that and they think they can do that, like by all means. Um, but the other side of it is when you set it up for six days, so you have your staff day and then you have the three days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are your first 500 competitors. And you run it the same way that they're running it on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're just doing it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, so you have your next 500 competitors Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then everybody gets Sunday to go home. It's perfect. And Chick-fil-A is not closed. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. Chick-fil-A is not closed, however, on Saturday when you're finishing shooting. So, so I haven't I hadn't heard anybody bring that up before. And so that's kind of interesting to just so you keep it with, you know, maybe it's 20 stages or something like that. But you run you run the first 500 through, then you run the next 500 through. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the way that it's set up, like on the small scale. It's just the fact that they're treating it still like it's small scale. It's not. This is the most popular division by far. I mean, Christ alive, at Maryland State, 245 competitors, 136 of them were in carry optics. Yeah. Over half the match was in one division. And it's only going to get more popular. Limited optics, it's a matter of conjecture as to whether it's going to take off or not. But even if it does, right? So, like, let's say I'm wrong. Let's say there were only 725 people who will sign up. Limited Optics does take off. And you want to test the waters. Allow, just call it the Optics match. Optics Nationals. Carry Optics, Limited Optics at the same place, right? And then assuming that some people show up for Limited Optics. That's <laughs> uh, your dog. I don't really much experience with a lot of limited optics guys um, and how serious they would be to go to different events and stuff like that, especially a national level match. But if you want to test the waters with it, I mean, that would be the place to do it. Just say like, Hey, we've got uh 750 slots open for carry optics and we've got 250 open for limited optics. So you just let people sign up under whatever they want. I guarantee you, if you do that, carry optics will still take the cake. Oh yeah. All day long. And so, so you're not you're not talking all divisions. You're only talking carry optics still. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I hate to say this. I might get some flack for this. Uh, anything with iron sights is dead. Single stack is dying. Production is dying. Limited is on its way out yeah. because of limited optics. I mean, I even know limited shooters who are saying that. It's getting to a point where, I mean, again, so at Maryland State, 136 were in carry optics. I think 30 were in open, probably more than that. But I can tell you this, there were only 11 in production. There were only three in single stack. And there was 18 in limited, I'm pretty sure. It's it's on its way out. And I think it's just a sign of the times. Like, you know, people just, you know, that I, I partially blame Grantham 
because <laughs> the newer generation is like, hey, you got to go get on your dot on your pistol and then you'll be more tactical. And then they're going to be like me. And then you run out of like, okay, how do I prove that I'm more tactical? Like, how do I go farther with this? Well, you can't unless you're willing to pay $300 for classes and then go be the better room clear and then go deal with all that nonsense. Um, but USPSA, you can get better and it reflects. And better yet, you can get something back from it, like friends. Do you do you guys see the question on the screen? Yeah, i I think that every I think that every section does it differently. I think is, so too. Which, and that's where it gets confusing because there's not like a clear <clears throat> set of rules for the section, and so then it just comes down to like, do you know the section coordinator? Are you friends with them? Well, and last year, the section I'm in, um, there were extras. So he just put out a statement on the Facebook page and said, hey, I have these extra slots. Does anybody want them? So I was like, yes, I do. I want one. So I don't have to wait for general uh, scheduling, yeah. you know, go in registration. So yeah. I was surprised. I mean, that wasn't going to be the case this year because he didn't make any announcements. He had extra slots. Well, that's so, that's the only reason I got in the 2022 was just because originally I got a sponsorship slot that was not meant for me at all. It was supposed to be for somebody else and it was mm -hmm. given to me. And that's the only reason I got in. Right. So like if I didn't get that, I basically would have been probably SOL again. Yeah, I, you know, but I've been told by people that um, like this year, let's say that I didn't have to have my meniscus repaired. So. I'm just waiting for a spot. I was told by people who've been to several that I should just go take my stuff. They said, you're going to have people who don't show last minute and they're going to have open spots. Yeah. You would have exactly been able to what I was told. Yeah. I would have been in ballsy. Yeah, I agree. It is ballsy. My backup would have been, all right, I'd have just covered it from the podcast point of view, but I mean, I couldn't even get a media badge and I, I, put in for one yeah yeah that's weird. are you serious uh, yep dead serious like no response no answer just nothing that's something else that needs to change too because i know bill duda told me um like some of the way that they handle stuff and i don't i don't think the bod is responsible for this i think there's certain people within the organization that are responsible for this but bill duda couldn't even get in to i was like why weren't you there and he's like i'm not big enough for that what like, it's go fast, don't suck. Like, he's a major staple of the sport. Like, why is he not big enough to be at Carry Optics Nationals? Yeah. Oh, that's right, because he's not on the list. It's a big club, and we ain't in it. But that's a different story. It, yeah, that's a whole other podcast, so. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm not trying to – and I'm not saying this to run anybody down. I'm just, I'm just saying that's – It's. it was hard to get into Nationals. It doesn't matter what avenue you take. Yeah, so, so I mean, it brings, up, it brings up an interesting thing where – how do you fit the people that want to shoot carry optics in or whatever division that is the biggest, which that might morph in the future, but how do you get all those people to shoot one nationals? And I don't know. I think splitting it up in that way is kind of cool. But at the same time, I think that, you know, kind of deleting other divisions because you don't have to have them because they can't even fill up a nationals anyway. I don't think that's a bad idea. Well, I do. So, like, you don't think USPSA should be, like, two divisions? No. Iron's optics. 
I think it well, should no, be. Four. No, there's no irons in USPSA anymore. They I actually go. think it should be three divisions. <laughs> but they still, the difference is like, okay, you have three divisions, but those divisions still get a nationals. Like what they're doing with this year with Iron Sights Nationals. Yes, they're still having a problem filling up slots, but the only time you should ever not allow it to happen, and I understand that they have a metric set up, but if they're going to spend a certain amount of money and they're not going to make any money off of it, then you don't have it. It's just that simple. Yeah. I know they're, they're doing it based upon like if, you know, production at local matches doesn't get a certain amount of participants, then we won't hold a nationals. I don't think that's the best way to do it, but also at the same time, it might be a good indicator of whether or not they're going to be willing to spend the money. Cause if they're going to spend money and put all this crap together and not get anything out back out of it, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And you have, to, you do have to select people for a world troop team and a nationals is yeah. the best way to do that. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, Jay. I think the three divisions, one is iron sights. So iron sights across the board, like, and it's, it just is what it is and whatever you want to use major minor, like that's all still in play. Because the guns are so similar anyway that it doesn't really matter. The only difference is now limited gets capped down to 10. So, like, limited 10 is just the thing. Like, it is what it is. Like, that's the game. You still want to be with Iron Sights? That's the game you chose. Sorry, have a nice day. PCC and Open, same division. Those two are always competing against each other anyway. A PCC is basically just an open gun with a stock. Right? So, they get a huge advantage. The only disadvantage that they get is the fact that they have to use that stock in somewhat tight places as opposed to the open gun doesn't have to do that. But an open gun doesn't need a stock because it weighs 30 pounds. And it gets major power factor scoring. And then you have optics. So, if limited optics sticks around, cool. You know, I think it's matter of conjecture on what you want to do with the rules of that but if you just have optics as a division that takes care of a lot of it so boom now you have three divisions you could do optics minor and optics major now now <laughs> now 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 let's not let's not let's let's not go too crazy here dave let's not let's do this uh, uh, i only reason uh, some of that drugs stuff, are good yeah I don't I just don't want to see people with like desert eagles with dots on top showing up. Which isn't gonna happen anyway. But that still. poor steel. <laughs> Goodness. But I hit it. There's a hole the right thing, there. The other thing too, if they're worried about money, I've said this before, like I understand that they have like different tier packages and stuff like that for sponsors. But considering that this is a game and we can literally make up the rules as we go, I don't see a reason to why you can't have two sponsors on the stage right and like work the money in a different way so that you get something out of it i just things things can be restructured it's just it comes down to they need to make the match a week long it needs to be and then we're done with this nonsense of people trying to take off from a wednesday to a wednesday it's like no you just take off monday through friday that way everybody gets both weekends off you don't just get the weekend off and then you're using four days in the middle and you know, then you're coming, you're leaving work on a Tuesday and then you're coming back into work on a Wednesday. The whole thing's just stupid. It needs to be like done on a Friday, hop in a car or a plane, you go, you're off all that next week. For the majority of us that are competing, most of us still have day jobs. The staff, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but seriously, Jay, like, did you, didn't you notice in 2022, like most of those dudes were, if they weren't retired, they were in a position where they could have staffed the match. Yeah. I don't know what the percentage is, but, but I think, yeah, there's a lot of people who are, who are 
retired who are staffing for sure. Or self-employed because there were, there yeah. were those. Yeah. I mean, Russell's a perfect example, right? Like Russell has a, the kind of job where he can pretty much just do what he wants. That dude still works full time. He can do what he wants. And it's part of, part of it is, is because he's been doing it forever. But the other part of it is, is just because that's the way the job is set up. And so that's why he's able to volunteer as much time as he can. And he does. And we're all grateful for it. Um, but considering that, like, that's the range master. So then all your other subordinates under the range master, like most of them were in the same position. So that's just my personal opinion on it. I think it really does need to be a whole week long. And then it just it becomes a whole lot easier for everybody else. And that and that that changes it into a really uh, special event. Uh, that's that's something that I don't know. People, I mean, obviously, people are talking about. It. I mean, the main thing why this is so cool is because there's so many top shooters there um, at yeah. at the match. So that that's the number one thing. Um, but then if you have it where you have, you know, where it's kind of like a a yearly world shoot where you have that kind of hype around it, then that becomes really cool. Um, and, and I kind of feel that's how I would like to see it. My opinion would be <clears throat> you almost have like your opening ceremony on Sunday, Monday through Friday is your match with you shoot uh, four of those days, have a day off. So you do it like a world shoot format. Yeah. So you can get a lot more shooters in. And then you finish shooting Friday afternoon and Saturday would be your shoot your shoot off and your big closing ceremony award ceremony that afternoon. Yeah. And evening. That People is another fly out Saturday night or Sunday. I'm so glad you brought that up because the award ceremony at 2022 felt rushed as crap. It did. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Remember... It felt rushed. That was in the was that the Fox Sports? Stadium, Maybe or it was at Talladega. Yeah. yeah, it was the Fox Sports thing. I know what you're talking about, but it felt rushed. Okay. I mean, it was pretty much like you know, like all right, we got to get out of here at a certain time, so everybody just leave, right? I mean, they ran out of food. That was, I know they did that last year too, but that's one of those things where it's like, damn, dude, really a national level match, and you run out of food? Like, that's and, just. And I think too, you know, have, have like at a world shoot, you have you have the podium. You have you yes. have people stand on the podium, uh, yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't happen at, at USPSA Nationals. It's I mean if if that picture gets taken, it's just taken from just a sense. But a you you actually like you you make boxes that are different heights, and then you put the people on the boxes. Um, <laughs> like it's not pretty, hard to draw a one, two, and a three. But I don't know. I mean, I think that just make it make it a really really special thing i don't know I, I and it already is because of the people showing up there and so that's why i'm, I'm you know i don't know the amount of time I, I, yeah. that i have already put into this being in this sport as short as i have and then seeing how much other people put their time into it and then the amount of time i stayed awake for 24 hours twice in one week for 2022 carry optics nationals and they ran out of food not cool. Yeah. They almost it made to it bigger. to the end. Yeah. It needs to be bigger because of stuff like that. Like I'm willing to get in a car and literally drive 1400 miles one way 
It needs now, to be better. Rob, I, I want to add this because the year that Jay didn't go, we ran out of food as well. But it was worse that year. But here's here's what I'm going to say. Part of the problem was like that year, people were getting their own food. And I literally saw people in front of me taking plates away from there that could have fed three or four people. Literally that much food on there. So yeah. sometimes it's our own fault is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what so I mean? Like I, we need to police ourselves too. I, I did. I attempted... At this at this year's nationals to serve myself mashed potatoes and my hand was swatted. Not literally. <laughs> Can't do that. Oh, but they changed they, it up. They served you. They served they served us, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I felt really bad too. I was like, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to serve myself the mashed potatoes. They probably want to give matters. you a double serving because you, you look like a growing boy. You need you need calories, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> you you worry me sometimes. It's like eat a sandwich. Those ice baths. <laughs> ice baths and he's got the amount of blueberries he eats jesus christ he probably shits it all out yeah. Yeah, those are... antioxidants are good for you <laughs> he's gonna live to be 200 yeah i prefer mm. the taco bell method but that's just me um <laughs> good yeah that's that's my thing with it it just needs to be it needs to be bigger and i don't think it's unreasonable to ask this stuff i know supposedly this is jake martin's last year but they do need to treat it like a big event where people are walking out. It's the like we've said this before, but it's the little details that matter. It yeah. is the little details. It's just it, you're right. It's just little stuff. I mean, you have a, a a a large handful of people who are doing podcasts like this or recording stuff like this, and we've been talking for almost two hours um, because we we love this sport so much, and we see that it's like this is the place where people go who who want to get better at shooting. And so you want to have that, that event around it. And, um, and, th and there's a lot of people who care a lot about it. Uh, and so, I mean, th that's, that's, I don't know. It's cool that it happened, but I think, yeah, there are, there are tiny details that would make it um, way, way better. Uh, which is, which again, I think I, I should also say that the priority should always be, that the stages are good and that the, that the run, the matches run with like competitive equity as much as possible. Um, yeah. And because then, then, you know, people will come back if the stages are good. Um, like the, the people that matter will come back if the stages are good. Dude, the stages don't even need to be that good. If it just shows that you care into like the sport, like I, yeah. I don't, you I know, shot a people, match. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, people will be there if the stages are bad, if everybody is shooting the match. Like, if the competition is good and the stages are bad, people will show. I right. shot a match last year. I shot a major match last year where the stages were okay. But you know what? The dude who put them together, he worked his ass off, and he made it a match that you would actually, like, you know what? The stages were eh, but I would happily go back and shoot that in a heartbeat because of all the little details. Meanwhile, you go to another match. Yeah, the stages were great, but they didn't repost the targets, and there's no cover, and there's no water, and there's no porta potties, and where the hell am I going? And nobody else knows either. Yeah, it's got to be a whole event, and 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 if the stages do test, like all the skills should be tested um, at a match. But you're yeah no, I I can see that too. Like you have to have. You have to have the 
everything run well. Yeah, especially if I'm going to be driving like three, four hours. If I'm taking time off work, spending the amount of money that I am, and I show up and you can't even pay attention to the small details, no thank you. Goodbye. That's what it comes down to for me. Because the people who care, those are the people, that's where the small details matter. Those are the people who care. The people who don't care, good luck, man. Yeah, and I also agree with Jay in that. You know, the, the unique thing about this sport and nationals is you can be, you can be, um, shoot, what was his name now? Skyler, is that what I said? Number 100? Yeah, Skyler Valsi or something, the B class. Skyler uh, Davis. Skyler you can Davis. be Skyler Davis and shoot the same match that Christian, Nils, Jacob, Jay, all these other guys are shooting, these top level guys. And you can see head to head where you place against the best in the country. And I think that's why carry optics was such a big draw. That's obviously that's why Christian was there. He's like, look, you have max, you have Nils, you have, you have every, JJ, you have every carry optics national champion there and every other, I mean, I haven't gone in and totaled it up, but I've been curious how many guys are there who have national championships and how many, national championships were represented at that match. You're not going to find that at any yep. other match the rest of the year. Yep. I mean, that was the only, that's the only reason that Christian, Christian went to shoot that match is because of how many, <laughs> how many people were there. So like yeah. you, you want it, you want to go and you, you want to compete at that match. Um, mm -hmm. And so, and so same with a, a lot of the other people. I mean, you have like Shane, Shane Coley and, 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 and stuff like, I don't think he's, he hasn't shot carry optics in a little while. Um, and, and he's there shooting and even, and so many of the guys from open, you know, like Andrew Hyder, the AMU guys, um, like Eden's shot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, because the, like then, then the results start to matter more because you're like, well, everyone was there. You yep. can't be like, oh, well, this person wasn't there. That person wasn't there. Whatever. They were all there. Yep. Yep. That is these yeah. place. That's why if those dudes like again, like you said, if sailors willing to come out of open to go shoot carry optics, you don't you don't think that's a big deal? Like you don't think you should treat that like it's a big deal? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The other the other side of that is, if open was the first weekend in October, and this is the first weekend in September, is Siler there? Because now it's really close to open nationals and maybe not. So I think the timing helped as well. It does. It did. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb too and say that I actually, I was opposed to doing nationals in June at first, but now I understand it. It kind of makes sense. Because if you keep it at June for the next year, like, okay, another year has passed. And August in Alabama is awful, right? <laughs> I That was just stripping straight out of a shower right you you walk outside and you're stripping straight out of a shower and you're in the jungle like yeah meanwhile yeah Ohio, columbus yeah it's flat there's not a lot of shade but at least it ain't a thousand degrees outside this year it was a monsoon but that's a different story right june kim called it <laughs> he said it's Jay, gonna I, be rainy yeah. i have a question for you what was it like shooting in the rain like that it wasn't so i mean i we we did not have the worst of it. Um, 
like I, I think we shot a little bit in the rain on day day one. Do you think that helped you? It always does. <laughs> but um, but I I mean it wasn't it wasn't bad. I think a lot of people don't like shooting bag targets. Um, a lot of people really don't like taping bag targets. Do you, I mean just right. it's yeah, it's tricky. Do you slow down when you're shooting targets in the rain? Like, do you feel slower? I don't know. I, I think it, that's where, that's where it helps where it's like everybody who's competing against each other is on one squad for the most part. Yeah. Um, and so you're all getting the same condition. So that's where it's like, yep. if that does happen, then it's it, pretty much everybody gets it. Um, but do you, do you feel slower? Like, do you feel like you're going, let's say it's 100, 100 degrees outside. It's like, I take it back. No. 75 no. degrees outside, sunny. But the difference is now it's raining, torrential downpour. Do you feel slower in that when you shoot? I mean, what I will say is that when it's, when the temperature is warm and it's dry, I, like, my hands, like, I stay warmed up better. And so if I'm warmed up, then I'm going to be... Uh, there i'm going to draw faster everything's going to happen faster but if you're Quicker. cold because it's raining then then it's because because you're cold yeah so yeah you, i think slower what about um but specifically what about when it's warm and dry and everything's not bagged and you can see a zones you can see everything Obviously, you're going to be at 100% speed for your match. But when it's bagged and it's a 20-yard shot that maybe is a partial, does that slow you down? No. I think for me, okay. I just – it's almost easier because you can't see the scoring lines. And you're like, I don't even – you just you just pick the center. You know where the center is. And you know – or on a partial, you know where you're supposed to be aiming. And so you, there's no – like, or at least for me, there there's sometimes temptation to to get. <laughs> uh oh, Oh, you know it probably did. Dave, let's talk shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what I was going to ask him too is he didn't experience this, or maybe he did. I don't know. I don't remember what. If he shot morning or afternoon first, but the year he went to and shot at Frostproof, his first nationals in 2021 or 2020, 2020, our first stage on day two had a 42 yard shot and it was storming like crazy. So it was bagged. So all you saw was a blob 42 yards away. And I was just staring at it going, this is going to be tricky, even with the dot still, you know, putting my dot where I need it to be. So I, that's, that's the, now that stage for me was one of my best stages for the match, but I almost treated my red dot like a front sight post because I wanted to be more accurate with it. So yeah, I just that, shot, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. All I was going to say is that target was slower for me because of that. I just shot my first match in the rain and uh, 
that was an interesting experience. <laughs> like that was, I just shot okay. my first PSA in the match in the rain, and uh, that was, yeah. So I'm, I'm. This might sound stupid, but I was actually thinking about this. I'm like, I wonder if the next time it rains, I shouldn't go out and train, and uh, like just see if what I can do to replicate. Because I've only ever shot once in the rain, and I was able to hit a piece of steel consistently at 20 yards. But this is back when I was rocking the clock with the Delta Point. Um, and like paper and steel are different when yeah. you're aiming. Obviously, the the white steel is to me easier to aim on than cardboard in the rain. Yeah, I hear you. Because that and Jay, what I was telling Rob while you were gone was stage 19, 2020 nationals had that 42 yard target way out there. Um, yeah. Remember that last stage in the very back. I was yeah. telling Rob, I don't know about you, but I shot that stage on day two in the afternoon. It was our very first stage, and it was storming that day. That was the one day it rained. So the Super Squad shot in the morning, mm -hmm. and they shot it in good overcast conditions, which was actually good. Um, and we shot it in, like, there were puddles of water everywhere. Look, It looked like uh, Cardinal. Yeah. And... I, I was telling Rob that that was, the, that was one of my better stages, but that target was the very first target you engaged, and I had to use my dot more like a front sight post to make sure I had good hits because it was just a blob in the dark at 42 yards. But yeah. when you transitioned over onto the steel, it was like, oh, that's much easier because of the contrast. Yeah. yeah. That's got to be crazy. I, mean, I, I feel like I've saw some of that rain coming down or i saw videos of it of people shooting in the afternoon on day two in 2020 and that was yeah. serious rain that was yeah that was torrential yeah everybody was huddled under whatever rain they could find it looked like caribbean open water that's what it looked like yeah that sucks <laughs> yeah but that sucks. and i think tim dundry has a point too this is a national level match. This is not an area match. It's not a state match. It's not a sectional. Why don't they have waterproof targets at a national level event? Yeah, Timmy. Timmy brought up another fantastic point. Well, the other thing with, that Timmy noticed, and this might start a fight, it might not. But uh, if you look at the matchbook versus the way they set up the target, the way they set up the stages. So. Two totally different things. So I think somebody just poorly executed setting up the stages from what I could see. So based upon yeah, how so, the match would have looked. So Jake, so Jake had Jake. So I shot uh, Buckeye Blast there just so I could look at the look at the stages and look at the range and get the layout right, the area and stuff. Um, and J Jake was there. Um, so J Jake had a reference for what the bays looked like and everything, what everything was. Um, and and I, I almost think that to a certain extent, if if your diagrams aren't meant for or like if your diagrams are pulled from other matches and just kind of like put in like you would, you know, they're not going to fit or look the exact same way, then then maybe you don't even post them, you know, right. It, because, yeah, there's no there's no way. But so then if you get set up crews setting up a stage based off of a diagram that's not even meant for not even designed for the bay then then you're going to end up with a stage that does not 
reflect the challenges that were intended on that stage. Yeah. And, and that's too bad. Um, but so, so that's where it's like, if you, yeah, the stages, and I think that they're going to get better and better at this as the more nationals we hold at that at Cardinal. Um, yeah, but you, and, and uh, that's just from like a, a lot of the setup crew and stuff where they're just like, okay, we know now that we, we have to interpret this stage diagram a little bit differently, or maybe the stage diagrams will actually be built then for the bay sizes. I mean, they're 40 foot wide bays by 25 or by 75 deep or whatever they are. I could be wrong about that, but they're very so they're, narrow. Yeah, uh, they're very narrow. And, and I think they have more bullet traps and they can like, there can be good stages put in those bays. I mean, Buckeye had some really nice stages um, put in those bays. Uh, a couple of really nice stages. Some like, eh, but uh, they ha you can do some really cool stuff with those. So well, and, and if this is Jake's, because I've heard the same thing that this is Jake's last year doing nationals. Like he wants to give it back to the president. Um you know, there may be other input, like especially from the Cardinal guys, as to how to work the different bays. Yeah. So. I mean, it it matters a ton on who you have, like, in charge of setting up the stage. Because their, their interpretation of what the diagram means is, it means a lot. Um, and ideally, that person is the one who designed the stage who's then setting it up. But I obviously, obviously mm. it cannot be the case. So right. to his credit, I, I'm willing to bet money that what you're saying is exactly what happened. And the reason is because, um, so 2022, I moved to Western Maryland. Um, I took a job out there and I didn't hold the job after 13 days, whole another story. Um, so I was unemployed for three months. So part of that unemployment was I worked for Lynn at Shadowhawk, um, helping her out with stuff. And okay. she had a couple other people there and they were setting up locals at the time, but Dave Ankeny started doing the stages at Shadowhawk. Uh, and so we would get a stage diagram and the dudes who would be setting up the stages, none of them had any USPSA or competitive shooting experience. So it would be something as simple as like, okay, you know, the diagram shows a barrel and then a swinger behind the barrel. Well, they would set it up so that you could see the swinger laying down all the way from the right side of the stage because there has no there was no thought process in their head of like I shouldn't be able to see the swinger anywhere else other than this one position where it was intended to be seen because that is the choke point of the stage. Um, and once I got there, I was like, no, like why are you doing it like that? Started like making like tiny little adjustments because that's the that's the one thing. I mean matter of conjecture, but every USPSA stage mo mostly has a choke point. There is a point in every USPSA stage where everybody, <clears throat> everybody's going to have to go through the same area. Yeah. And that's the, what makes or breaks the stage is how people execute that. The people who screw up are the people who try to go too fast or whatever. The people who do it well are the people that they've experienced that a thousand times before and they go on. And your choke points are what matters. And I, I'm with Jay. I think what happened at Cardinal is, is that they just were not used to setting up that kind of stuff. And they didn't really know what Jake was going for. And they just sort of threw it out there and said, well, you know, this is nationals. Um, I watched a little bit of it on YouTube 
and was just sort of like, this does not look anywhere close to uh, to what was in the matchbook. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I go like ahead, that. Jay. I like that a lot. How about a matchbook? Yeah, without diagrams, lose the diagrams yeah. entirely. Just give us a round count. Give us like a rough idea what the skills are required. You know, by by just some rough idea. And, and honestly, we don't even have to give give a skill requirement. You just practice the things that we see at matches. You that's know? that's still not going to fix like, the problem because if you did that with the people no, at Cardinal, right. they would just throw out any old thing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, it doesn't fix the problem, but it fixes the criticism ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, and there's still going to be I mean, criticism. If, there's still going to be criticism. Let's be honest here. <laughs> you're right. You're there, right you're there will right. always be criticism, but let's look at it this way. I have two things to say. One, you should have a president. You have three different range masters, and you have a match director, whomever that might be. So you've got five different people who should be looking at this. So. You could have a hundred monkeys out there setting it up, but you've got yeah. five other people. That means four stages each that can go and make sure that they are the way they're supposed to be. Now, yeah. Jay, I'm going to ask you something philosophically. Okay. Does it matter that the matchbook matches the match? Because if you're testing the best in the nation, they should be able to do regardless of what it is. Correct? Well, or dis I mean, or no. no. So I don't think... I don't think it matters because it, it never, honestly, it never matches this, the, the description. For, so that, I mean, I don't, I don't look at them anymore. I did not look I at know, this. I know. Yeah. I know you did. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously you have, you can match them. You, you can match it because they set up a classifier at this, at, at that nationals um, or at this nationals. And so you can match those ones, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily matter. I think that the thing that we're getting at is that, yeah, there has to be, I think you said it, there has to be a process in place so that stages are built with the intention of the stage designer um, so that you test what was intended to test. You don't just test something entirely different or not test anything at all. And then, and, and why that matters is because you want to have stages that allow people at the top to separate themselves from other people at the top um, where you're yeah. testing a certain skill that that you're good at and then you can separate yourself and gain points um, in certain areas uh, and then you should test all of the things that are tested there were some things at this match that were not tested like we did not like i i think that we should test low ports um occasionally you are uh, evil i think that we should test but you're right I think we should, yeah, Ooh, I think we should okay. test prone at least on a stage. Um, I think we should test hard, getting in and out of hard lanes, making difficult shots, especially if we're shooting red dots. Um, that was not tested necessarily. There were like two hard lanes, mostly on easy targets, um, which doesn't test anything. And usually you were just ending there. Uh, so, I mean... There were things that were not tested. I think the shot difficulty was was calibrated as it should be for a carry optics nationals. Um, like it was pretty difficult, uh, especially zone one. Um, but I don't know. I I think that getting back to what you had said, there should be a process in place so that the intention get gets expressed when the stage is built. 
the easiest way to fix this is to get Russell Fortney in charge of nationals. I'm just going to throw that out there. That dude, I'm just saying, my short experience with him, he's the like, he's part of the old school that like, he's like your granddad that when you screw something up, he gets angry at you because there's a right way that things are supposed to be done. And he's the same way when it comes to USPSA, right? Like you get that dude out there. I'm telling you all these problems go away. I guarantee it. I would put money down on it. I would bet anybody 500 bucks. He put Russell in charge of nationals. That's going to be the best national ever. It's just my opinion. I, I also, I'm going to add on to what Jay was saying about low ports and prone Jay. I think if you look at, um, like Ipsic Nationals and Worlds and stuff like that, I think we need sliding targets, not swingers, not bobbers, but let's do moving. I agree. Test every single thing. It should be the hardest match of the year. Yeah. You know, and you bring up a great point with the moving targets too, like a variety of different moving targets. We, did, yeah. we didn't see that. We saw, we mm. saw two moving targets, um, which we, we saw one kind of bobber um they were all the same speed and we saw we saw one kind of swinger um most of them had the same presentation there was one that was a little bit more of a challenging but i mean speaking of those bays a slider is a per is a perfect way to like add something challenging in, in one of those bays put a slider in the yeah. back yeah yeah um, and even up top put them on i i really think it'd be cool to have two sliders one on either side it's dumb on some form, I think that'd be great. But yeah, sliders, different variety, different moving targets, um, you know, max traps, uh, drop turners, everything. And and because that tests tests more more things. The only thing I have against that, um, so Bill Drummond ran a match last year in Western PA, and Bill Drummond is a multiple time IPSEC National Open shooter, yeah. champ, world champ. Um, there was a stage. That was a pretty ipsicky match, and there was a stage where there was one of those sliders, and that thing malfunctioned all day. Yeah, has long. to work. Has and to so work. by the end of it, it should have been thrown out, and they they didn't want to throw it out. And I think part of that was because Bill was like excited about it, like oh, like I'm bringing so what I used to do like into USPSA, and it was cool. The concept was cool, but the shit didn't work. Like you should have thrown it out because sometimes it went faster for other people, other times it didn't go for other people. Some people had to reshoot the stage like two or three times. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why we don't we don't have like that. Um, what did they use at Area 1 all the time? That cart on the tracks where you mm -hmm. get sent down. The in roller the coaster. Yeah. Super cool. But but that should probably just stay at an area match or something. Well, and, and Drew Maruski has sent me several videos of some stuff they're working on for Western PA sectional that has yes. a sliding target. Yep on a track so it's not a cable it's nothing like that and it looks literally amazing it made me want to go shoot the match just seeing what he sent me i'm like that's exciting because one was a steel target on a on a track multiple steel yes. targets on a track and bet, the other that, one go ahead that's the targets usa thing isn't it because he just got he got that slider on a track sorted out or it might be true true but no I, I don't i'm not sure i'm not i'll be honest i don't know it could be it might very well be i don't know but the other one was a a paper target on the track and it looked phenomenal it's like that's what i'm talking about that kind of stuff there where it's not just you know timing up a swinger now you've got this thing literally moving 
So are you tracking it? Are you, some people call it trapping. I call it ambush. What are you, how are you engaging it? It's different, completely different. Yeah. Now that you said that, I was thinking about walking on at that match because there's still a lot of open slots. I may walk on. Do and if it. I do, I'll send you the match footage. But make sure uh, you get your 4.0 GPA first. So <laughs> it's actually set up in such a way that that week I don't have to write a paper. I just have to take a quiz. So if I get the quiz done by Thursday, I should be good. I'm in a pretty easy – I'm in an easy class right now. The professor thinks it's hard or not hard. Um, don't tell don't tell him that. Yeah, he's, we might want to cut that out. He's going to be <laughs> miles away from this podcast. He don't give a shit. Um, Jay, you should come shoot it. Why don't you come shoot it? I got to do uh, – when's that? Like August? It's not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh, two weeks? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Why not? You're only, only up confirm. in Maine. It's like, what, 12 hours? It's only 12 hours. I would probably fly at that point. <laughs> then just fly. It's right next to Pittsburgh. Shit, I'll pick, I mean, we'll pick you up from the airport. Yeah, July 28th. Oh, 28th. Yeah, I probably, that's probably in um, amongst blueberry season at that point. Every mm. every every day is blueberry season, so I mean, I just I'm just saying. I see you guys. You post videos all the time of you picking that shit. I don't think it snows up in Maine. I think it's a myth now, based upon your videos. We just pick blueberries all the time. Yeah. <laughs> what what is the blueberry season, Jay? It's all of August, but usually it's, you stick uh, a week right at the end of July till yeah. the end of August. Okay. So, yeah, because yeah. that'd be right at the beginning of August. So, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I mean, if you want, come shoot it. I'm, I might walk on. My buddy's going. Uh, Ed Kelly is going, the guy that I've been working with. So, there's plenty of slots available. You could literally walk on. I think Bill would be happy to see somebody from the Super Squad there. Hempel's going, I think. Hempel's going. Hempel should go. I bet he will. I think Hempel is going. If if Cal's not going, I'd be kind of shocked if Cal wasn't going either. I mean, it's in Luke, our area. Luke shoots, Luke shoots everything. He shoots all the matches. He does. Yeah. He shoots a lot of matches. I see him down in my area shooting all the time. Yeah. So. Fredericksburg's a good area, man. I would come down there just to shoot, like, some local matches. Come down for a, a week and shoot local matches. Before. Yeah. Where I live, it sucks because it's Baltimore, right? So, like, I yeah, live in a white Virginia. Bougie. Yeah, I live in a white, bougie, liberal part of Baltimore. Um, but it's still Baltimore. But within like that 250 square mile radius area, you got Russell's matches. You got West Shore. You got Del Marva. I mean, like I literally go to a match. I could go to two matches every single weekend if I wanted to and not leave area eight. It's great. The problem is they all fill up very fast, Jay. That's yeah. the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, except when they see your Jay's name and they're like, oh, Jay Beal, he gets in. I don't know if it works that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> oh, Look, all I'm saying is, I know in the past, matches have been full, and then suddenly Cow or Hempel show up, and they weren't on the list before. And it's like, huh, how did you Or Todd die? Jarrett or Ron Francisco. Yeah. Todd Jarrett, Ron Francisco are the shit. Those guys deserve to be in. Ron oh, is Ron the Francisco. nicest dude in the whole freaking world. That guy tried to get me a job, and he didn't know me from anything. Yeah, he's a super nice dude, man. He's so is Todd. I mean, but I haven't met yeah, Todd. I've only met him once. Ron is, Ron is very, Ron's a super nice dude. 
Are you I mean, Todd Sindelar or Todd Jarrett? Todd. I, I, I know who Todd Sindelar is, but we don't, um, we've never really had a conversation. You should so. get him on here. That dude's been, I remember him shooting when I was a kid. And I actually told him that. And he well, said, that was God, that just a couple of years old. ago. <laughs> I mean, I'm twice of you. I'm twice you, right? <laughs> you're what? You're 50? Seven. Well, I'll be 57 in three months. That's not bad. No, it's not. I'm not complaining. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> well, Jay, you're I'm, what, 30? I'm like 30. I'm 29. 29. You're 29? <laughs> yeah. And you have a farm and a house and three kids? Only two kids, but we'll go with three. <laughs> Damn, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> So you 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 have to you have to tell uh, you have to tell everybody what happens when um, when people find out that you're single and uh, and then what what you were you were sending me messages about this <laughs> oh what the single women that are talking to trying to hit me up that they're all above thirty and they're all they've made horrible life decisions and they're expecting me to be their savior and yes yeah, yeah. No. so. When women hit 30, I don't care how this comes across. When women hit 30, assuming that there's nothing wrong with them beforehand, which is unlikely because they've been in the dating game for a minute, right? They've either got a failed marriage or a kid or both, right? And I'm hitting a point now where like I'm 30 years old and I'm single and the dating market is just like it, it's it's slowly shrinking and it's horrible because it is literally all these. I mean, like it's I can't tell you how many times we're like you see a somewhat attractive girl and she's got like three kids and it's like, great. Like you're going to be a stepdad now. No. Right. It's like, no, like I barely know you. Like, what's... <laughs> That's, that's the market that I'm in currently. And it sucks. It's just, it's not a fun time. You chose the wrong college course. That's all I got to say. It's I chose a lot of, <laughs> I chose a lot of really wrong things. And now you know, but I mean, at the same time, too, I'm kind of glad that I'm single now because now I get more time to focus on USPSA. And um, I mean, if anything, it's just solidifying to me. Right. Because like now I know more of what I'm looking for. So like now I can look at some of those girls and be like, oh, God, like I'm not wasting my time with you. Like USPSA better than you. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, USPSA can take you somewhere if you put the right amount of time into it, right? And a girl can take you somewhere, too. Similarly, both can destroy you. It's about how much you put into it, right? So, like, you can get with a woman, and they can rip you apart. I've had that happen. And you can get with another lady, and she's cool, and then suddenly she's not so cool. It's just, it's life, man. I'm going to I'm gonna stay single for a minute and focus on just USPSA. Like, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to see how far, what I can get out of this. And then furthermore, I need some stability in my life before I can even think about involving a woman in it. Cause it's like, Hey, uh, I live with my parents and, uh, I just started after a six month unemployment hiatus. I just started working again and I spend all my time at this sport. Do you want to go on a date? They're like, <laughs> it's a shit show. I have no comment. <laughs> hey, just be grateful, bro. You found a nice lady. And a puppy. Well, I, I, I too have a divorce in my hit past, so. Do you it really? What it is. Oh, you are a Marine, so. Yeah. 
it is what it is, man. Yeah. Well, I think it I think that it is my bedtime two hours ago, but fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have covered mean, a lot. <laughs> I didn't mean for this to drag on this long. I can talk all. It's great. Long. It's great. I think it this is. is a good one. I agree. Do you really? I do. I really do. It's gonna make me cry. <laughs> all right is one this, last question how many rounds per year to make gm and make the super squad but i don't think rounds matter hey as joseph much as it is, used to i'm oh, sorry go ahead Rob, joseph are you wisco joe is this wisco joe turning in on this <laughs> all right let's see if he answers type yes if you're listening if you're wisco joe from <laughs> This is the I, dude. Nothing this, yet. I'm waiting. He hasn't replied. This is who I think it is. This is the guy you should have on your podcast. This dude, he was. Are you in the, the one Marine to send me the link to him? Yeah, he was in the Marine okay. Corps. He was a combat vet um, for the United States during one of our wars. Um, and on top of that, he shoots. He loves USPSA. He wants to shoot it. He had two kids with his wife. And then on top of that, um, oh, different Joseph. Still love you too. But, um, on top of that, Joe and his wife saw two kids across the street with bum parents. And bum parents were pretty much going out of the picture, so they adopted them. So Joe literally is a single father working, trying to support four kids, two of which are not his, just so that they can have a better life than what they were going to have, which was probably going straight to the gutter. That's a dude you should have on this show. I'll have to reach out to him. And get the other Joseph on the show too. Yeah, and then have JB Joseph back on from too. Colorado. And get Joseph from Colorado on the show. Not me, retired cop, military vet. Doesn't matter. All the same person. <laughs> I I think uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> go ahead, Jay. Uh, no, I I think it's a really tricky uh, question to answer because there are a lot of there are. A lot of variables and it depends on what division you're talking about too because making the making the super squad in production right now potentially is easier than making it in carry optics um but and so i think you can make gm with like it's very minimal live fire uh and i think you can still i think you can make the super squad with with pretty minimal live fire too but i think it just comes down to the to the paying attention part. Um, I, I think, agree. I think the current, the best current example is Joey Sauerland on this because of, I think he has shot in 9,000 rounds in total. And I think he started in 2020 and he He's made winning GM, matches. He made GM by shooting. I think he shot like 3000 rounds in total. Oh, wow. Um, I think it took me like 6,000 rounds in, in total to make GM before I made GM. Um, but then, you know, I mean, he's, he's obviously someone who's in the, in a conversation for winning, winning nationals. Obviously he's off, he's off the super squad right now because he just, I don't think he's shot that many nationals or he's, he just got so much better in the past year. Um, but I think what does matter is how much you pay attention and what you pay attention to. Um, I think that that, yeah, that matters a lot more than, than the number of rounds. Quantity and obviously quality. dry fire matters more than that. All right. 
Hempel said something a while ago, um, and it really clicked with me when he said it. And I'm not a GM, but I used to do jujitsu. And when you start treating, this is what he said, when you start treating practical shooting like a martial art where you are practicing the same thing for thousands of hours, that's where it comes into play. I can't tell you how many times in a night I do a holster draw. Can't tell you how many times in a night I do a reload. Probably about three or four hundred in a night. Yeah. And I'm not even a GM yet, right? Like, and I, I can't imagine how many reload practicing reloads Cal has done. I know for a fact, Hempel says that when he used to shoot in CZ SPO one, he had a frame that was his live fire frame that is so full of dead skin that he has just left on there as a memento to the thousands of hours of dry fire that he has put in. He yeah. will not clean it. Yeah, I think the the answer comes down to like to how much time you spend with with the gun in your hand, and there's a pretty strong correlation to the, you know people who spend a lot of time with the gun in their hand. Jerry Mitchell, another example. He just hmm. had a the revolver frame and just pulling the trigger all the time. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots of examples. Yeah, I agree. Quantity over quality, you know. Before we uh, split, may I do two shameless plugs? Sure, go ahead. All right, first one, Outdoor Dynamics, my sponsor. John is an awesome dude. He's helped me out a lot. Amazing human being. Makes the best ammo on the market. No questions asked. That's my personal opinion, but I'm going to be willing to lay down money that it's fact. Everybody that I know that I have gotten to try Outdoor Dynamics ammunition has loved it. He makes 125s and 147s. Blue bullets are his favorite. That's what he's been running, but he will custom tailor shit, make stuff for you. Um, he's got discount codes and stuff like that. You can talk to him. Number two, there is a dude I have been talking to on the old Instamagams. Um, his name is Gregory Clement. He's part of Team Masterpiece Arms. Would you be willing to have him on the show at some point, or has he already been on here? Oh, yeah. I, he is not. I don't, know, I don't know him, but I think I follow him. He's pretty cool. He's solid. He's, he's on team, like I said, he's team masterpiece. Yeah, and I think he's a younger guy. He looks he, like he's in his early twenties. Do you have? Can you send me a link so I can? Sometimes yeah, these guys right. are impossible to find on Instagram because they don't. Instagram's not friendly. No, Instagram hates gun people. I, yeah. I two weeks ago had a blue-haired lady looking at my account. I can tell you that it's pretty bad. I believe it. That's all I Jay, got. Do you need to, Jay, do you need to plug anybody? I, I'm looking at a piece of paper that I should plug. <laughs> plug them, man. Plug them. Do your job. Do what you got to do. Nobody will blame okay. me. Well, so I'm, I'm going to second after dynamics. Um, and then, so, so then Walther, huh? Walther's good. Um, Walther just helped me out. Walther is good. Walther is good. He's only wearing a Walther hat. Yeah, they're good. They're fine. Also, here, here's this too. <laughs> here we go. Which I've been. <laughs> I Steve, Steve gave me this hat at uh, at national. So <laughs> thank you, okay. Steve, for my Walther hat. Um, and then speaking of Steve, uh, thank you, Steve, uh, AndersonShooting.com, and Mental Management. So I guess thank you, Lanny Basham, as well. And then Targets USA, AMG Lab. Uh, who makes the commander timer hunters hd gold we already said outdoor dynamics thank you john um gx uh gx products who makes uh the gx holster the vice holster 
uh, which is really nice. And then CR Speed, who makes mag pouches yes. that are awesome, and 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 belts that are good. Uh, and then I wanted to say the finest. The fine. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do it. Everything's uh, fine. Then, no, it's not great, but it's like whatever. Like, thanks for sponsoring me. I guess it's really no. So I'm I'm going down through because I I hardly ever do this because uh, on podcasts because, um. And then we already mentioned Rune Tactical for your 24 plus one. Sometimes you get it right away without any modification, so you might you might get lucky. Depends on your base pattern. Is that the um, and then, uh, shooting shooting sports innovations, which um. Uh, well, Steve, Steve has hooked me up with so many of these people, but shooting sports innovations. And then, um, most recently, uh, summit city bullets, um, which I just changed my press over to them and I'm shooting 135s now instead of 124s. Um, and so summit feel- city, summit city bullets, they're cool. If you want a discount, you have to go to my Instagram profile and then meander your way until you find a discount code. <laughs> go to your only fans. Uh, yeah, you don't actually. You don't even have to subscribe uh, for the discount code. It's just somewhere <laughs> on there. Now, okay, I got. I can't let you go because I'm a ballistics guy, and I haven't shot 135s, but I feel like they're a very good in between the 147 and the 124s. Like they give you the best of the soft and the fast. Yes, no. Yes, I, I've I've i shot a lot of my um, my friends 135s through. Uh, obviously through through my gun um, before I shot these. And they, I don't think they were Summit City, but um, they were 135s. And yeah, I think that I think they're a good compromise if you can't decide. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah. I shot 124s for a long time and I think they're fine too. But yeah, I think that I think you you got it correctly. You said it well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's how I look at I like Look, I shoot 115s, 124s. I've shot 147s, but I feel like I'm really looking at that 135 is like that might be. I'm not a fan of 147s, but I'm really liking the look of that 135. Yeah. I think you should try 125s from Outdoor Dynamics and see if it doesn't rival your 135s. Yeah, I mean, that's what I shot. That's what I shot for a long time. Um, It's on par for me. Like they feel that I love 135s, but when I shoot John's 125s, it's so much different than any other. Because, I mean, I shoot Black Dot, and then I shoot John's 125s. John's wins. I don't know what he does to him. He sprinkles a little bit of his dandruff in him and, like, says a magical prayer. <laughs> it's but... the dandruff. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah. I am not commenting. I mean, you could probably reach out to John, and he might send you, like, a little sample pack. I don't see why he wouldn't. He's He usually does that for people. I don't know if you've ever he shot totally- his stuff. It's good. It's good, Dave. It's good stuff. I believe it. I got Cardenas on Outdoor Dynamics, and now that's all he uses for major matches. Yeah. Josh he Cardenas. sent me right. He sent me a, a small packet to test. He was doing something. He was doing some testing just to shoot out of the different canics that I have. And yes, they all function. It functioned great in three different canics. Yeah, three different models of canics. John, John just got some bullets from Summit City. I think he got them for forty. Um, so I think he was loading some 40, uh, which again, like should 40 exist? Probably not. But. Joey. <laughs> Joey. <Peter. laughs> 
<laughs> Joey doesn't shoot that many of them, so just give them for matches or whatever. Yeah, and now we know why because they're fucking a dollar around. So <laughs> go back to rifle for that. All right, that's that's it. And then thank you, Dave, for um for sending me for giving me a mug because I've been using your mug to scoop awesome. my scoop my bullets out of the bag and then dump them in to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I took a. I took a video of it. It's pretty funny. I'll, I'll, I'm going to post it later on. Um, okay. I heard stupid. It was like, hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, appreciate you, Dave. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate you guys. We'll definitely be in touch. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah.